Welcome to another episode of Fire on the Field. I I am your host, Tonio. You can follow me on Twitter at DukeThePingKing. Um, I just want to say thank you to all the supporters and listeners out there that's been tuned in to this uh, podcast. I appreciate you for that. Um, share and get more people um, to listen to this podcast. I will greatly appreciate that and keep dropping content. Every week, I'll try my best to drop content every week when I can. Let's get straight into it. We have the LSU Tigers, which is 2-1, going on the road to face the Mississippi State Bulldogs, which is also 2-1. The game will be played Saturday morning at 11 a.m. on ESPN, if you wanted another channel, and the game will be in Starkville, Mississippi. The money line for this game, LSU, negative 135, MSU, plus 115. The over-under is 56. The Caesars line, LSU, negative 2.5. The ESPN FPI says 55.9 MSU. Starting quarterback for the LSU Tigers will be Max Johnson, number 14, and for Mississippi State, the starting quarterback would be number two, Will Rogers. Let's get into some discussion about this game. Can MSU fix the silly mistakes on special teams? And can LSU get its running game on track? This is a big opening conference game for both teams. Um, both of these teams are very young. Especially LSU after losing all that talent from their national championship team a year or two ago. Um, will Ed Ogeron get this team together? And uh, can can he lead this team to a win? Can he coach these t- Can he put this team in position to make the correct plays to win this game? For Mike Leach, the same question. Can he lead this young team and can he put this young team in position to win this game? The keys to this game, most definitely, will be turnovers. Who is going to win the turnover battle in this game? I'm so excited to watch this game. I think this game is going to be a very hard-nosed, physical game for all four quarters. Um, I think that... The winner of this game is going to have the least turnovers in this game because both these defenses are very stout up front on on the defensive line. And and the linebackers are very great as well. Um, The last game out for LSU, they won versus Central Michigan University 49-21. They are currently on the two-game winning streak. Last game out for MSU, Mississippi State, was a loss. A tough, tough road loss to Memphis, 31-29. The series history, LSU leads 75-36. Win streak, MSU, Mississippi State, won. The last 10, LSU leads 7-3. LSU points per game, 36. Points allowed per game, 22. Total rush yards per game, 85. Total pass yards per game, 
303. Yards allowed pass or rush, 193 and 105. Let's see for MSU. Mississippi State points per game 29 points allowed 25 total passing yards 361 total rushing yards 45 yards allowed pass a rush 243 and 70, 74 he's to the game for LSU this is again for LSU this is going to be a tough road game so they need to get Max Johnson to start off get him going get him short throws get him to um make the correct reads because like I said the Mississippi State defensive line is very tough up front so Max Johnson needs to make sure he's making the correct reads um audible at times when Mississippi State bring you know do some smart audibles um, continue to play physical. LSU was known for their physicality, so both lines need to set the tone for this game. Let me let Mississippi State know that they're gonna be there. Um, keys to the game for Mississippi State: get crowd involved. Like I said, this is an early morning game. I know it's probably it's probably gonna take a little minute for the crowd to get involved. But this LSU is coming to time, so the crowd should be already pumped and ready to go for this game. Will Rogers needs to relax and just play. The last couple of games, it seems like he's been a little bit tense back there in the pocket. So he's at home in this game. He needs to just settle in, settle down, and just play ball. Limit mistakes on... On all three phases, as you know, in the Memphis game, that special team play turned that whole game around. So, Mississippi State needs to clean up those mistakes and just play some clean football in all three phases. Um, My prediction for this game, um, I believe that not just because they're at home, I believe that the Mississippi State defense will Keep the LSU offense in check, and I believe that Mississippi State will come out winning this game, 24 to 17. Uh, this, this next game right here, I'm I'm very anxious to watch. Um, number seven, Texas A&M. They're three and zero, and they're playing the Arkansas Razorbacks, which is six, number 16 in the nation. A&M is number seven in the nation. And Arkansas is also 3-0. Their game will be played 3-30 in Arlington, Texas at AT&T Stadium. And the game will be on CBS. The money line, A&M, negative 210. Arkansas, plus 175. The over-under, 47.5. I'm anxious to see um, how Zach Cal... I don't want to mess his last name up. Zach Calzada does um, in this game. He came in for the injured uh, Haynes King against against Colorado, and he finished the game out pretty well. Now let's see what he does as a full-time starter against the rugged Razorback defense. KJ Jefferson, number one, 
He's the starter for the Razorbacks. This will be a challenge for KJ because this Aggie defensive line is they're big up front. So we I'm anxious to see um how he does reading and reacting to the stunts and twists that AM will probably run. And I'm very interested in seeing um can he lead Arkansas to a win with his arm? That's one of the keys I'm looking for in this game. Can the Aggies... Um, like I said, can the Aggies force Jefferson to beat them by throwing? I just said that a few minutes ago. That's going to be an interesting key to look out for in that game. Can the Aggies stop the Razorbacks' run attack? They have... The Arkansas Razorbacks have a very... Uh, great running attack. So the key for the Aggies will be to crash down in the in the box and make sure that the Razorbacks do not get great yards after after um contact. Can the Razorbacks continue to run the ball? That's going to be another interesting key to see in this game. Can the Razorbacks defense bow up? They did pretty well against Texas. But this is another high-octane offense that they're facing. Can the Razorbacks bow up on defense to get key stops and get off the field on third down? Um, Again, can the Aggies stop the run, get ahead on the scoreboard, and force Arkansas to pass? And another key for the Aggies, can they get key stops on third down? Third down is one of the most important downs in football, I must say, because if you don't get a stop on third down, your defense is going to be continued to stay on the field, and they're going to get tired and dragged out. So the key for the Aggies will be getting key stops, especially on third down. Force Arkansas to go into like third and 14 or third third and 20 and stuff like that. Keys for the Razorbacks. Continue to be physical in the run game. Hold on to the ball and just just play how you've been playing so far this year. Just continue to be physical in the trenches and run the ball. Can Sam Pittman get KJ in rhythm? Like when I say in rhythm, I mean like short passes, like those little screens, slip screens, wheel routes, and all those type of things. Get him short intermediate passes first before he goes try to Get KJ to go down the field with it. And the defense, bring that energy. This is a neutral site game, but it's also a conference game. So if Arkansas is supposed to win this game, they need to bring the energy and uh, take control of the game. My prediction for this game is it's a very interesting pick. I must say, because I have watched Arkansas the past couple games, and I like what I saw from them. I haven't. I watched a little bit of the A&M Colorado game, and I see that um, Zach he held his own pretty well in the game. But this game is going to be a very tough physical game for four quarters. But with that being said. I predict that Arkansas will win 35 to 21.
this next game I have I have number 12 Notre Dame 3-0 versus number 18 Wisconsin 1-1 this game will be also in the morning at 11 a.m. in Chicago Illinois and it will be on Fox the money line for this game Notre Dame plus 200 Wisconsin negative 240 Wisconsin is a is a six-point favorite in this game, and the over/under is 46.5. The starting quarterback for the Badgers will be Graham Mertz, number five, and for Notre Dame, he is a former Badger, number 17, Jack Cohn. Keys to the game: Can the Badgers create pressure on the Irish offense? Um, from what I've seen from the Irish. Um, they can run the ball, but the question would be, can they get the ball downfield? Um, Wisconsin defense, as I've known, to be very physical. So the key for Notre Dame would be, can they be, can they match the physicality of the Badgers, and can they overwhelm that defense in the in the fourth quarter to run the ball? Who will win the turnover battle will be a very interesting part of this game as well. Every game always has an interesting turnover battle. So the key for this game in particular, I want to see who can limit the turnovers, whether it be on offense or special teams, especially with the um, um, the field goals and the PATs. That's going to be an interesting watch right there. Um, in this game, I'm predicting Notre Dame will win 31 to 28. This next game I have, I've been watching all my life. Um, this game right here is, excuse me, has a very interesting storyline to it. The two and one Tennessee Volunteers are heading to the Florida Gators, which are which is also 21. This game will. Ah, two and one, excuse me. Um, this game will be played in Gainesville, Florida, Ben Hill, Griffin Stadium on ESPN at 6 p.m. Florida is a negative point 18, negative 18.5 favorite. The money line, Tennessee plus 750. Bet 100 to, to win 750. Florida, negative 1400. Bet 1400 to win 100. Against the spread, Tennessee plus 19.5, negative 105. Bet 105 to win 100. Florida, negative 19.5, negative 115. Bet 115 to win 100. The over under, 60.5. The over, negative 112. Bet 112 to win 100. The under, negative 108. Bet 108 to win. Florida has won four straight games in this series and is 15-1 versus Tennessee since 2005. Wow, that is a long time to be dominant. In all 50 meetings between Florida and Tennessee, Florida is 30-20 against the Vols. Starting quarterback for Florida, they're doing a two-quarterback system. Tennessee will also. Um, 
Tennessee may may also use two quarterbacks as well. As well, excuse me. Um, for Florida, you have number five Emory Jones and number fourteen Anthony Richardson. For Tennessee, you have number two Joe Milton, which is a transfer from Michigan, and number five Hendon Hooker, who is also a transfer. He came from Virginia Tech. Couple keys I want to key on here. Can Tennessee right the ship in Gainesville? Uh, the Swamp, as you know, is a very tough place to play. So can can Josh Heupel get his young squad on the right track in this game in Gainesville? The crowd will be very loud. So uh, can he get the signals in knowing the crowd will be very loud? Can, can Joe Milton or... Uh, Hendon Hooker um, have control and can they lead that offense to score some points on the board? Can the Gators bring can the Gators bring momentum from last week and finish against the Vols? That would be that also would be a very key thing as well. They played well again against Alabama last week, but the thing is now can they Come into this game with that same momentum, but finish with a win. That will be also a, a key thing to watch out for in this game. My prediction for this game, I believe this game will be a tough, but tough, hard-nosed game. And it will be very, very close, I think. It will be Florida 23 and the Vols 14. What do I have here? West Virginia. They are 2-1. And, and they're heading to Norman, Oklahoma to face the number four ranked Oklahoma Sooners. Sooners, which is 3-0. The game will be 6-30 on ABC in Norman, Oklahoma. Sooner Stadium. Starting quarterback. For Oklahoma, number seven, Spencer Rattler. And for West Virginia, number two, Jared Diodge. The money line, Oklahoma, negative 900. The spread, negative 17. The total, over 55.5. And also negative 10 and negative 115. West Virginia, plus 600. Plus 17, the under 55.5, negative 110, and negative 105. Oklahoma is a 14.5 favorite in this game. Keys for West Virginia. Keep that explosive sooner offense off the field. Control the clock. Integrate some running game. Um, Be efficient on offense. Um, Get some first downs. If you will, um, the offense need to like provide some energy for their defense um, by scoring touchdowns. Scoring on offense helps your defense um, make good stops. I believe um, if you can get if you get some points on the board, I believe you have, you have to play complimentary foot complimentary football um, to win. So I believe if West Virginia can do that. They have a shot at winning this game. Keys for Oklahoma. They have to get out to a better start. 
after after that Tulane game, everybody's been keying in on that slow start for Oklahoma. So for Oklahoma, they need to get out to a faster start, and they um, need to score and get some good stops on defense, get out the field on third down. The Oklahoma offense also needs to limit their ton of turnovers. If they expect to win this game, they need to limit the turnovers in this game. With that being said, I have an upset. I have West Virginia winning 35-28 to over number four ranked Oklahoma in Norman, Oklahoma. Now, I know that sounds kind of shocking. I don't think it's really shocking, but if you've watched Oklahoma's offense, you can tell how sluggish they have been starting off in this game. So if West Virginia can get a quick start against these Sooners, anything can happen. Entering to some local high school football. Uh, Madison Central, 3-0, heading to the Yellow Jackets of Starkville, which is 4-0 at 7 p.m. The number one Jags are heading to face number eight Yellow Jackets in the 2-6-A opener. The Yellow Jackets are coming off a huge win versus Louisville, which was their homecoming game, 28-3. The Yellow Jackets are led by sophomore quarterback Trey Petty, running back Jordan Mitchell, and also wide receiver Braylon Burnside and Jack Wedge Holmes. Madison Central is very balanced on offense, averaging 240 yards per game. Rush, the rushing will be led by Robert Dumas, in which he has seven TDs so far in this season, and his running mate, DeAndre Pullen. The Jags are led by Vic Sutton at quarterback. He's a very uh, he's a very experienced quarterback. I believe he's a senior. Um, and they're led by the, and the receivers they have are where their leaders in the receiving court are Isaiah Spencer and two-lane commit Blake Gunter, which is a tight end, will lead the Jags on offense. The Yellow Jacket athletic defense will be led by Dries of N, E.J. Thomas, while his counterpart of Medicine Central defensive end C.J. CJ Barney we lead the Jags defense along with linebacker, along with, excuse me, along with cornerback JT Evans. This this game will be very intense. Mind you, this is the opener for 26A. This game will be very uh, intense, very physical. The offenses will be looking to put up some points. The key in this game would be who can get the most stops at the end of this game. So with that being said, I will be predicting the Starkville Jaguars. Ah, excuse me. <laughs> I'm so excited about this game. Uh, I will be predicting that the Yellow Jackets, Yellow Jackets of Starkville will win this game 35-31. to 31. This next high school game. Has two undefeated teams involved in this one. The Grenada Chargers are 4-0 and they're heading to Tupelo. 
the two blue gold, uh, green golden wave are also 4-0. This game will be 7 o'clock in Tupelo. Two run-heavy teams will take the field in this Region 2-6-day opener. Tupelo is currently averaging 163.5 yards per game on the ground. They're led by Quay Middlebrooks, Middlebrooks and Jabari Dooley. The Golden Wave also averaged 134.3 passing yards per game, and they're led by quarterbacks Jake Reed and Jeremiah Harrell. KD Gibson leads the Golden Wave through the air as a receiver. The Chargers of Grenada are currently averaging 324 yards per game on the ground, led by running back Joe Moss with 997 yards and 8 touchdowns along with Jaheim Sheck and quarterback Tyler Wilson. The Golden Wave defense has been on fire this year, led by Ole Miss commit, Jacarius Clayton, nose guard, Tyler Vaughn, and linebacker Deion Schumpert, excuse me, and cornerback Zach Pratt. This game will be very intense. I expected this game to go down to the wire. This game will be exciting and slow paced. I have the golden wave of Tupelo winning this game 26 to 26 to 17 at home. This next hustle football game is very interesting as well. You have the Water Valley Blue Devils, which is 3-1. They're heading to Winona to play the 4-0 Winona Tigers at 7 p.m. in Winona, Mississippi. The Blue Devils will be taking their 3-1 record on the road to face the undefeated Tigers of Winona. Winona is number 4 in the Little 10, number 2 in 3A, are currently averaging 53.3 points per game, 23 yards rushing, and 119.3 to the, 119.3 to the air. Excuse me. They're led by quarterback um, Deron Townsend and wide receiver Chase Richardson. The Blue Devils offense have been have not been afraid of putting points up on the board themselves. They averaged 37 points, 124.8 rushing yards, and 118.3 rushing yards, and they're led by Quarterback C.J. Telford, running back Jack Wesker-Rothers, and Marion Morgan. This game will be, mm, I believe this game right here will be, it's going to be intense for sure. But I believe that um, it's going to be close in the first seven. I believe that Winona will, Winona will pull off in the second half and it'll be 42 to 30. And the big one. You have the Lafayette County Commodores traveling to the West Point Green Wave. The Lafayette Commodores are going into this game 3-1. West Point is 1-2. Those two losses came from the COVID protocols. Over the years, these two teams have been giving us classics over the years ever since the Commodores joined 5A. 
The green, the green wave had been a dominant force for years, running the ball with physicality and with ultimate force. The green wave had been a thorn to the side of the doors coming into 5A. The doors have a potent running game led by quarterback Will Dabney and Jay Reed. We, we might also see sophomore quarterback Charlie Fair tonight as well. Um, expect the Doors defense to bow up tonight. And um, they are led by some key seniors. Mario Wilburn, number four at linebacker. He also plays a little running back. And number seven, DJ Burgess, who also plays tight end. That young defense full of fed has been giving teams fits. Um, but they have a tough they have a tough test tonight against the old green wave of West Point. Uh, West Point is a very run-oriented team. Uh, they're very physical up front on both sides of the ball. So the key for the fed tonight is to be fit out physical West Point, score, and limit West Point chances of scoring. Control the clock. And run the ball or hold on to the ball and get get the ball out to the skilled players outside. Number three, Colin Colin Vaughn, he's been doing well also. Um, continue to get him the ball in space and let him do what he does best. And that's run run uh get yards at the catch after the catch. Um this game, like I said, is gonna be physical as usual. And it's going to be a four-quarter game. A lot of people around the state are saying West Point, West Point, West Point. Because until you beat West Point, that's what people believe. But I believe this is finally the time that the door is knocking down that door and beat West Point. 20-17. to 17. I want to thank you all for listening to this podcast. And, um... Hopefully you go out and enjoy some good high school football tonight and enjoy some great college games in the morning. Um, Thank you for for listening. And hopefully you give me a follow on Twitter at DukeThePeenKing. And um, I appreciate you listening here. And um, have a great blessed night.